Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hoopboard Visitor Information and Destination Marketing Podcast. I am Brian Reynolds, your Destination Success Advisor. And I'm Satya Shahari, uh, founder and CEO at Hoopboard. And we are here with another fantastic episode of the podcast. And uh, we just want to let everyone, in, uh, everyone to know up top, don't forget to subscribe, follow, and share this podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Hootboard, that is at Hootboard, and Facebook, same, same handle, at Hootboard. And we are on Instagram, at, and that one is at Hootboard Official. So we are out there in the social media world. Please subscribe, follow us, interact with us. We're, making, we're posting information um, often, and we want to see what your thoughts and feelings are with that information. So please find us out there. Um, yeah, so let us, uh, I was going to say, let us know what you want to hear as well. I mean, we love that feedback uh, that we have gotten so far. And uh, I think, I think uh, based on what you guys are going to tell us, we are going to decide what, what we do here. Absolutely. Yeah. Give us leads, give us feedback, just talk to us. Maybe we missed something. Maybe you can expand on something we say. I'm up for it. I just want to talk to somebody, you know, during a work day. I don't know about you, Satya, just during a work day. I just want to see if anyone interacts with us and maybe take a break from content creation and what we're doing. Oh, hey, someone. I'm, I'm ready to be a visitor myself. Uh, you know, be, let's, let's go somewhere. Yes, exactly. And yes, I, I, I love to talk to people. So talk with people. So, okay. So today we are going to be breaking down a blog post that I wrote actually uh, back in mid December. And the title of the blog is how to devise a content strategy and organize content for your visitor information touchscreen kiosk. Uh, you know, this is a, a, a blog post that, uh, there's a five questions on it. And, uh, Satya and I are going to break down the questions and, and maybe expand a little bit or, uh, or even uh, get a little, little bit more specific on each question so we can, um, you know, drill down a little bit more about what the blog post was saying and, uh, and, and really dig in. So I'm going to share my screen now. There we go. Okay, so uh, is that looking good? Satya, I'm going to adjust our sizes here. for. Our... Okay, so when I wrote this this blog post, um, you know, we we offer the touchscreen kiosk, uh, and there's a lot of different kind of content strategies and uses for the kiosk itself that I wanted to get into. Um, now, this is actually getting a lot of traffic or a decent amount of organic traffic on Google, uh, people looking for DMO content strategies and, and, con and content strategies for a kiosk. And to me, naturally, the first question uh, I wanted to ask, uh, or I think people need to ask uh, before they organize the content uh, for their visitor information kiosk is, question one, what exactly do my visitors want to know? And uh, I think it's a pretty basic question, pretty, I mean, pretty almost a uh, self-explanatory, really. Uh, what exactly do my visitors want to know? Now, I live in a, you know, a, uh, a college town. Okay, so typically our big draw here is the university and university-related uh, 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 university events. Uh, the most popular being college basketball, it's the KU Jayhawks. So there's always a, a lot of uh, information around the uh, kind of sports atmosphere and what's going on around that, especially now that we are in, we're recording this, it's March 4th and March Madness. Uh, I don't know about you, Satya. I mean, you're in, you're in Pennsylvania or near Pennsylvania area. And that's a big yeah. college market, basketball market. Yeah, right? it's, it's definitely a huge college market, uh, and that 
definitely defines a lot of what people uh, are doing. But I, I, I'm also in a, in a much more populated area, if you will, generally speaking, which means there's lots of different constituents that the DMOs here would have to worry about. Uh, but I think going back to your main point, uh, it's it's so uh, it's so funny. I mean, it's a lot of these things are just going back to the basics, right? Like the the 101 of content marketing. Whether you're talking about visitors or online uh, audience, uh, we this blog post was written specifically in the context of uh, visitors, uh, but the basics remain the same. It's uh, it's about understanding your audience, knowing where they are gonna, um, where they are gonna come in from, why they're gonna come in from, what draws them here. Um, so uh, the, then begs the questions, are you gonna show more of that? Are you gonna give them ideas of something else? Um, but, but it's all about understanding your audience. I think, I think that's what that, that question one is in, in some ways. Um, if that makes sense. I don't oh, know yeah. if uh, you wrote the blog post, but that was that on your mind as well? Yes. Uh, I think what what drove this uh, this uh, first question was I analyzed, I probably analyzed uh, many um, in the 50s, not the hundreds of many, many different DMO websites up at this point, if not taking a look at their content strategies and their SEO strategies. And now, this is like the the one thing that I found that was consistent among all the websites was uh, usually the global navigation of its events, restaurants, history, shopping, places to stay, uh, or there's another thing like things to do. Um, those are typically the most consistent uh, kind of top level navigation content I found on every website uh, in the DMO and CVV space. And uh, it makes sense, you know, e events are, are big drivers of visitors, uh, but things to do, I mean, which also is quite a uh, broad topic, a very, I mean, they would have a folder called things to do. So as a matter of getting more specific of things to do that are, you know, divided even further, but it's kid friendly, sports, uh, you know, music related, any kind of you know artistic uh those kinds of things but it always started off as broad and got very specific and and if i may also kind of touch on what the hoopboard uh kiosk does is the, how our collections work if you create a co collection strategy like organizing the content you can start with very broad and then you get very specific very broad being like things to do kid friendly a little bit more specific with kid friendly and then you get more specific that are like kid friendly that are music or kid friendly that is artistic or, or kid friendly that is uh, sports related or kid friendly that is uh you know any kind of interaction like uh like a like playful or playground type of thing so but it just usually what i see the best ways to organize it starts broad and gets very specific from there if that makes any sense yeah. i mean uh the, going back to the websites i think what they are doing makes common sense uh but may it depend on depending on what destination you are you may or may not be doing the right thing uh the the reality is yes people's activities are made up of events going to restaurants looking for history maybe shopping things to do kind of thing right but underlying that while understanding your audience um the the point that i didn't see in this blog post not to point uh, much at you brian there or um, put you on the spot is Understanding the destination itself. What do you want to really highlight uh, about your destination to your visitors? Uh, if you recall, we did that uh, 
podcast, um, maybe maybe a couple episodes back, um, and about website teardowns. And we looked at Portland, Portland, Oregon, and the one thing we were amazed was the weird Portland, Portland uh, aspect of it, the weird Portland section, which kind of just pointed out all these uh, weird scenarios and uh, customs that happen in the city, uh, which is what Portland uh, partly wants to identify itself with, and that should be front and center of your visitor information strategy as well, because ultimately you still need to stand out. Uh, if 50 uh, GMOs are doing the exact same thing and putting these events, as a potential visitor, I'm gonna look at them and then more than ever, I'm gonna be confused as to everyone seems to be doing the same thing. Maybe I'll just sit at home and watch Netflix. They might have something new in there. <laughs> so um, of course that's, uh, that's not what I will do, but the point being, find out not only learn about your visitors but you know make sure make sure you do justice to your own destination highlight what's different about it and and bring that up over and over again because that's what they are going to associate you with and that's what they are going to come there for ultimately or be there for Absolutely. Uh, in case of visitor information all right and i think it dovetails nicely i think we'll get into that a little bit further down the blog post but we'll we'll circle back to that Okay, and that's a great way to go into question number two, which uh, asks the question, which businesses best represent us to new visitors? Uh, let me go ahead and share that here. And okay, so this is a kind of a, this is the thought process I had behind this was I was getting sick and tired of looking at websites that kind of have the authority of uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm talking about the Yelps or the TripAdvisors where people kind of, you know, pay or in some ways they kind of pay to play uh, having those top experiences and being found a certain way. And I liked the idea of uh, representing like uh, DMO websites, identifying the kind of local players that they know personally, or they have uh, you know, a local knowledge of the area that they can you know, recommend businesses with their own personal experience because they know the area. Well, you know, the Yelp individuals or people who are you know, uh, promoting websites, um, you know, it's, uh, it's likely or very common that the people who uh, are writing those contents uh, from around the country are not really from that area. I don't know it very well. Um, does that make sense, Satya? It's, yeah, it's a... I think here's the opportunities that DMOs have, and they used to do this very well, which has kind of gotten lost um, over the years um, because of the platforms like Yelp and Google Maps and everything is, um, is that curation capability, right? You went to a visitor center, you go to a visitor center, and um, more often, often than not, you're gonna find someone who knows or is passionate about their um, area, their region, and they are gonna point to, hey, here are the five top things. And here are some of the nuggets or interesting things that most other people might or might not go, or they might even ask you questions. Hey, what would you like to do, right? And then they give you some recommendations. That capability only the DMO has, um, and we need to always figure out um, ways of getting that capability, capability, excuse me, in front of uh, in front of your visitors, whether they are visiting uh, on your website or they're right there in person um, in your region, right? Um, and when I say right there in person, is not just the visitor center. Ultimately, you want to be able to uh, get to them in different spaces, but 
it's all about that focus on understanding the visitor and then understanding your destination and then uh, curating the, the right kind of information. Um, and then ideally, if we can implement on top of that, hey, more of a suggestion based on that person's specific need, which is, which is a much higher level of sophistication in terms of visitor information, right? Um, all of these things, uh, you know, technologically might or might not be possible, but at least that should be an, um, a, I guess, I guess a ambition is the right word that, that the DMO should be hosting and say, hey, this is something we are trying to get to because once the visitor comes in and they connect emotionally with your destination, they get that picture, they take those pictures that they are gonna show for the rest of their generations. Um, and then they take those um, nuggets and they talk about it on social media. That's when you have done your job of uh, completing the circle where now people are going in and promoting your destination basically for free. Um, on your behalf. So, so yes, uh, what businesses best represent our visitors is definitely critical. And um, it's a it's a curation process in, in my mind. Um, there's a lot to talk about that. I think we could, uh, we could definitely expand upon this as we go along in terms of the blog post itself. Yeah, we could always refresh and yeah. add more to this post if we need to uh, to expand on this yeah. uh, thought process. And I'm I'm seeing the questions uh, three and four. Uh, if you don't mind me teeing in on that, yeah, go ahead. A, they're they're kind of almost going an extension to that, right? Like, what are your top spots versus what are your hidden gems? And both of them are important. People are gonna come and they might make a decision to come into their top spot, but their second visit could be about the hidden gems. So how are we gonna drive that second visit when they are visiting the top spot? Are we gonna get them to um, get them to learn more about their destination? Are we gonna send them to that, you know, um, second and third tier uh, locations, the hit, the beat off the beaten path kind of thing? Uh, within that visit, we are going to pre prep them to come back. Uh, it all is um, is a very strategic discussion, but it needs to be planned. Um, Todd uh, Garafano uh, from Schenectady a couple uh, episodes back talked about destination management, right? Um, defining your, um, you, your destination, actually nurturing different aspects of your destination and then, then of course, you need to deliver that in terms of visitor information um, down to your visitors as well. So, so all of those things are important. I, I think, I think that's a very well written uh, aspect of these. And a lot of times, people forget that we see so many times that there's only the top destinations written in, and then they forget about the hidden gems. But yeah, uh, those are the quirks. Those are the quirks that people get super attracted to. Sorry. Uh, you've been trying to get a point and go in. No, I think, uh, no, you, you definitely you, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head too. It's like when I talk about like, uh, by the way, question three is where are the anchor spots that people like to visit? And for those listening who aren't watching, uh, an example of that would be uh, Chicago has the, the Bean, Philadelphia has Independence Hall. And uh, where I'm from in Lawrence, Kansas, they have this big uh, sunflower farm called Winter Farms. And uh, these are the places that if you were to come and people say, well, what do I got to go visit? Like, well, everyone likes to go to these places. 
places. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's a good fit because you want to do the thing that people like to do, like get the, get their photo there. I've seen so many bean photos on my social media come across. It's almost like at some point you got to get a photo there in Chicago if you visit. Um, yeah. However, if you, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, you, you, you struck a chord. I'm close to Philadelphia. Again, for those of you who you know me, um, you, I, I went to Drexel right in Philadelphia and it drives me nuts sometimes how Philadelphia some, does not take the advantage of so much history, uh, which is probably one, the, the, one of the most historical cities in the US. Um, you go to the Independence Hall, you mentioned the Independence Hall and the Liberty Bell, they're right next to each other. People come, there's like over, over like five, 10 million visitors come every year, I think. Um, you know, I could be wrong on the stats, but they're standing in line for three hours, four hours sometimes, and we are missing the opportunity to educate them within those three hours about what else they could be doing in Philadelphia. Just point, case in point, right across from Liberty Bell, there's the oldest shopping mall in the entire country. It's a, it's a huge brown or red building. Uh, it's beautiful and it's still an active mall, um, you know, after many multiple ownerships, but that is something to, um, somebody might be interested in looking. But when you are standing in that line, you're just wasting your four hours. People could just be walking off and, and doing these things and spending money while they're at, um, at it. So, so that management and that visitor information aspect is so often overlooked, it drives me nuts. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, and, and so I kind of uh, build on that. I mean, I looked at so many websites from DMOs and CVBs, and I got to tell you, I didn't see a whole lot of hidden gem like uh, folders or hidden gem sections of a website where they're like saying, saying like, well, you know, this is where if you've done everything else or if you just want to see what the very unique things that we have to offer, uh, go here and check out these things uh, like the ones you just explained or Lawrence has them as well. We have a uh, very specific museums and, and just like, uh, you know, Philadelphia, there's also unique history here uh, that people like to go check out uh but yeah if there's a section of your website that has uh that you want to list off like these are the gems that are a little bit not the most uh popular places something to consider i do like how some dmos have a i, I wonder if sometimes they roll those in with their trails like uh schenectady has the ale trail and concord california has the taco trail um, and there's like those little trails that, you know, you, you go to five or six locations and maybe along the way they have like these little things like, Hey, pay attention to this over here. That's the yeah. first time this historical event happened or over here, you know, this is where this happened. Uh, I like when they couple those ideas together and make a trail whole experience. And, and then the, those, I think those are a lot of fun. I love when I see those things. Yeah, I think the point number five, and you might want to read the question before oh, I yeah. jump in. And the final me. question, yeah, the final question as we are uh, getting to the end is, uh, how can visitors get the most for their money and time? Ask yourself that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that goes back to a little bit of what I mentioned about Philadelphia um, is, I think I think this question can, can also be uh, read differently, especially by the, the members of the TMO community, right? Is how can how can the visitors not be wasting their time and be not spending their money in some ways, right? Not to be, uh, you know, it's all about visitors coming in and have a great uh, having great time, and then 
uh, and then in the process, uh, more often than not, they are going to end up spending some money, uh, which is going to be good for your destination overall. Um, but uh, but I'll let you go in, and then I might have a couple more points on on that, Brian. Uh, yeah, for this sure. Is a really interesting point you make. What inspired me for this question uh, is probably probably my favorite thing about uh, the my local CDB or DMO. Uh, is they have their food specials and drink specials all organized very nicely on their website. And they also have like a deals and coupons uh, thing. But the the thing on social media that gets passed around the most is the food specials uh, 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 part of their website. And they keep it updated every month or every other few months. They always uh, spend it around, uh, send, it, send it around. And whenever i gotta tell you like people go crazy for the food specials uh it's passed around all the time on social media and i quite frankly i love seeing where the buy one get one hamburgers are or half price uh appetizers are or my personal favorite uh, since i have a four-year-old is where the kids eat free restaurants are at those kinds of experiences and uh yeah if you have a visitor or if you have people visiting and they want to get the most for their money and let's say they bring the family and you can I say, okay, well, today's Wednesday and wing Wednesday or you know, Buffalo wings or whatever it is, whatever your taste is, can be found uh, at these restaurants. This is where the, you get the most bang for your buck. And uh, I, 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 I look, most websites had a, a kind of a deal or a food special or a drink special, but not all of them did. So if you're listening and your website does not have maybe a food specials or a drink specials section uh, that is up to date, I think uh, you might be missing out because this is a, a part of the website, at least in the CV, uh, CVBs and DMOs I'm familiar with that gets very popular and people uh, keep coming back to it to, to keep on using it. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, Brian, we should not ignore the responsibility of us on the technology side, and I call it us as a broad, whether whether it's kiosks or uh, website platforms, um, the technology people have to make it easy as well. Curating food specials for, uh, for a marketing or a community or a visitor information uh, department or a manager, a lot of times it's one person uh, with a lot of DMOs, it's a lot of work, and um, can they be can they be made self serve? Can they be can they be made as simple to publish advertisements directly by the businesses in question itself? Right? Can you know those are the things technology should be solving? Those can be easily solvable. These same businesses are going in and advertising on Facebook and Google. Um, why is the DMO not capitalizing on some of those ben those um, needs that these businesses have anyways, right? Um, you guys are the best content curator in town, quite literally. Um, why, cannot, uh, why cannot the technology providers that work with you provide and make it easy to do that? Of course, uh, it's a, it's a I, I, I should be, uh, careful and I know it's a soft plug for some of our technology, but uh, I think generally speaking, understanding how to get businesses self-sufficient in whatever they are doing and giving those tools directly down to the businesses is not only gonna reduce work for you, it's gonna actually in some cases maybe generate revenue, but on the other hand, it is uh, it is going to provide visitors with information that engages them, which is which is should be the real goal. Because ultimately, what 
solid visitor information is going to do is any visitors, we are already spending a lot of time and money bringing those visitors in, whether you're advertising on Instagram or Facebook or, um, you know, working with a zillion tools that are out there. Uh, the whole goal is obviously getting bed, you know, heads in beds. I, I always reverse that somehow, uh, heads in beds. But we cannot underestimate the power of people who are engaged just doing their own thing and in the process promoting your destination. So the goal for visitor information, the ultimate goal for visitor information always has to be how many people are going in and helping me promote my destination uh, in the end. And the more active, the more engaged your visitor is going to be, whether they found a good deal and they went in and they went to that restaurant and then they took a picture and then they posted it with a location in it. Whatever that might be, those journeys, those visitor journeys would have, have to be mapped. And then at the same time, the businesses have to be enabled to drive those journeys so that you are not doing it on your dime um, and you are actually helping the businesses drive business to them from any of your top locations. So again, technology has a big role to play. I kind of went about that in a roundabout way, but um, we cannot give ourselves a pass, uh, Brian. So no, of course not. Uh, of I, course I, not. I, I take that very seriously. Yep. Of course not. Yeah. And perhaps that's uh, and that's another thing to think about as well. Uh, as we're winding up this podcast, I mean, um, the way you just articulated, maybe that's in a podcast episode in the future, you know, maybe uh, tools, uh, maybe some tools DMOs or CVBs should be considering or uh, things to make their life a little bit easier but since there is, if the budgets are limited and there's like, uh, you know, this is how much uh, bandwidth and how much people power we have, what's the best way to get, get the most uh, out of the, the, the time that they do have to work on something? Uh, yeah, absolutely not lost on me, but uh, just a uh, just a food for thought, if you will. And with that, with that, Satya, I think we've come to the end of this uh, episode of this particular podcast. Uh, before we say our goodbyes, I just want to say, everyone, don't forget to subscribe, follow us and share us on Twitter. It's at Hoopboard and on Facebook and at Hoopboard Official on Instagram. Uh, what do you think of this podcast, everyone? Uh, feel free to give us some comments, some feedback, your thoughts. What questions do you want to ask, you know? You, you know what, before, before we really end, I always have the last uh, say, yes, I'm sorry, yes. I'm, 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 I'm an a-hole that way, sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, think, I think it just gave, I think one of the podcast episodes I would love to talk about is the 70% rule. Um, let's, let's spend a lot of time, um, some time on that in one of our next episodes um, so that um, so that uh, we can talk about visitor information in the context of that 70% rule. Uh, we, uh, we talk about it with our um, you know, customers, but those of who, who have not chosen to work with us, yes, or we haven't reached, uh, reached out to them yet, um, maybe they can, um, they can at least start thinking about it in uh, this fashion. So um, let's pick it up then. But, uh, Thanks a lot, everyone, for listening to this. And we love your feedback. So please, please write back to us at podcasts at hootboard.com or podcast at hootboard.com. Is it, is it one podcast, or two? I think. I think it's podcast. Okay. I'll have a link in yeah. the description as well. So, all right, everyone. And as always, thanks for listening and please subscribe. <laughs>